3 o'clock. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows out of sight. This is... Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Oh, today is Tuesday, July the 21st, 2015. My cab driver says, uh, on the way down here, he says, Donald Trump is like Hitler. And I laughed, you know, I laughed. And then I thought about it. Trump the Trump, I said, and then I remembered how my mother, long, long ago, half, more than half a century ago, I must have been thirteen, no, no, nine, eight or nine, my mother laughed wildly, and Adolf Hitler, uh, you remember Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator? Ah, we must be careful. What we laugh at, actually, we need the laughter of people like Richard Pryor. I hope you heard the noon show today. It's a new biography. I haven't got my hands on it yet. It's called Becoming Richard Pryor. Anyway, it sounds fascinating. We all know that Richard Pryor uh, is, what, one of our prophets. Uh, somebody who spent a hell and back brought us back the message. I was scrounging around my files. Uh, what a mess. I was looking for an article about Richard Pryor. It was written by Lily Tomlin. And basically, it was about, well, she's the black men and the women who love them, that kind of thing. It was in Ms. Magazine, and I can't find it. If anybody has a copy, let me know, because I got to get that back. It's so interesting uh, and not not politically correct just at the moment. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I have actually been trying in recent weeks to find a new spin, kind of a 21st century spin on the Bill Crosby flack. You know, when a man is in a terrible plight, the contretemps, um... Poor wretch. How grim it is to find out that in spite of all your efforts to become, if not a great entertainer at least, an admired, award-winning national figure, a household word, that's what we used to call it. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want to be, uh, what you call it, part of the culture uh Ah, a man of your times, or as as Kate Hepburn, that's 
Catherine with two A's. Catherine Hepburn once said uh, she had become part of the landscape, like the Flatiron Building. Now, Bill Cosby, uh, it seems, has been cast as the ultimate um, hypocrite. On top of being a pernicious pervert, uh, a perpetrator who was able to continue with his his uh, formidable, uh, let's say, vicious assaults on vulnerable women because he was protected by uh, celebrity and his uh, clout, his uh, clout within the culture. He's a big shot, Sammy Davis Jr., once was called out by Linda Lovelace. Remember Linda Lovelace, now dead? Uh, she's that uh, poor woman who acted in Deep Throat, a sort of pornographic film. Um, <laughs> she says, she said, well, I, I was just thrown into rooms with men and, you know. Of course, she knew full well that there would be no follow-up when she called uh called him out it was on the phil donahue show yes um she was talking about her difficulties she was surviving on welfare at the time uh (laughs) anyway ah in the climate of the mid 1950s no when was it when was linda lovelace i'm trying to think 70s 80s it's all a mist now actually it's all the same thing uh, back then, though, who would care? Like now, you know. <laughs> a tramp is a tramp. Uh, and it's a curious thing about actors and acting. You know, when you play the role of a promiscuous woman on screen, uh, there is a large portion of the public who just believe it. Uh, I, I saw a recent study which asked a large uh section of the population, good poll, uh, who was the man, the person that they most trusted in uh, the United States at this time? And the answer was Denzel Washington. Anyway, uh, I was thinking a friend, a friend of Marilyn Monroe's once told a uh, TV interviewer that she, Marilyn, uh, that is, that Fran said that Marilyn had hoped to marry Robert Kennedy and that she, Marilyn, was afraid of late-night phone calls she was getting from a woman telling her to keep away from Robert Kennedy. Now, this was in the months before Marilyn died. Of course, no one hearing that sort of thing would think it was anything but the ravings of a rejected woman. Imagine Marilyn, not respectable, certainly. Wouldn't be in the same class with the Kennedys. Uh, That was the 1960s. Um, Anyway, Bill Cosby is an elder. Would you believe it? He's an elder in our culture. Uh... I remember when he uh, called out the young black men. Uh, he said they're wearing their pants too short, too low. You know, they dropped down in the back. And 
He dumped on young people in general for their bad manners and coarse lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. Familiar stuff, you know. Fatherly scolding. There's kind of like Socrates. I have a little quote from Socrates somewhere. I'll find it, you know, about the kids today, kids today, you know. Uh, Cosby did try to deceive his wife. Right, right. Camille, does that show that he had some humanity? I don't know. I guess in any case, uh, he's had one hell of a comeuppance. Uh, uh, it's nemesis, right? Hubris. Yes, fate. Hubris and then nemesis. First, there's that overwhelming arrogance and then comes the goddess nemesis. President Obama himself has said publicly that it was rape. You know, he said you give somebody a drug and then have sex with them, that's rape. Anyway, the president did say that there was no mechanism in place to take back the medal, the humanitarian award that Cosby got, you know, for being a great American. Anyway, curious, isn't it, that the only black celebrity that comes to mind uh, when the question uh, is, uh, well, let's say, uh, let's say those who actually went to prison or who uh, suffered in some specific way, or, you know, at least were prosecuted, uh, uh, Mike Tyson spent time in prison. That's one. Unless, oh, unless you count O.J. Simpson, whose um, prison time uh, is not for murder. It's for some uh, careless crimes committed after the murders of his wife and his wife Nicole and Ron. The alleged murders. Uh, uh, actually, O.J. Simpson did have to pay a lot of money when the civil suits came up. Yes, took him to court, civil court. I don't have any idea how much he had to pay. Maybe, maybe Mike Tyson uh, is a slightly, well, he's it's a little later, right? Yes, he he certainly is perceived as violent because he's a prize fighter, right? Uh, uh, lately, he's been doing some interesting stuff, reinventing himself, uh, kind of like Martha Stewart style. You know, it's a TV show of some kind. I, uh, I, I don't know. We know that male predation is endemic in our species. Now, uh, male law, that is male justice, cannot hope. To deal with this predation, um, you know, it's the name of the game, whether it's domestic violence or the United Nations International Peacekeeping Forces or Bill Clinton. No, no, no prosecutions, remember. Uh, not even accusations, you know, you have to, you have to, uh, have to go and, and uh, tell the cops, you have to, uh, get serious, although Juanita Broderick certainly had a case, but she waited more than 20 years, so uh, uh, and be, besides, you have to remember, no impeachment uh, actually uh, the the attack on Bill Clinton that was a sting operation, as Hillary said, it was uh, part of a vast right-wing conspiracy, that's what she said. The Supreme Court justices, uh, you know, <laughs> like 
Well, Supreme Court Justice Thomas, he's still got his job, right? Anita Hill said that he was uh, at least, at least he had very bad manners. Uh, and there's a, there's a dozen congressmen, Henry Hyde, all those guys, uh, and Newt Gingrich, too. Everybody, uh, well, no, not all of them, folks, but it's not unusual is what I'm trying to say. Scandal is pretty much moot. Uh, the Ken Stars and Monica Lewinsky's and Linda Tripps, they're all just characters in a play. We'll have a Broadway musical. <laughs> I just... I just thought you see who's getting the movie rights. Uh, and the church, of course. The church is another institution where the laws are just you know, made by the perpetrators. Oh, those priests. Woody Allen gets the prize, I think, for Hebrew patriarch, you know, his own stepdaughter. Lot's daughters, I remember. Anyway, the truth is the facts are that uh, most dangerous of all is the worldwide tactic of using rape as a weapon of war. Uh, that's not new, just just escalating, you know, how to destroy a community, how to kill the heart of a family, you know, uh, disable the mother kill the mother uh, in front of her children, take over the land, uh, that kind of thing. My favorite, my absolute favorite horror story is a movie called The Damned by Visconti. It's about uh, how you make a Nazi's World War II time, and they show you the process whereby it is done. Uh, here is how. First you rape and then you murder your mother. Literally, Ingrid Tulin, that great actress, she was in Ingmar Bergman's movies. Remember, he had a, uh, a group of actors. I just uh, found them fascinating. Uh, I think she was in Winter Light. Anyway, Ingrid Tulin plays the role of the mother in The Damned. Uh, after the rape, he gives her poison. She's a zombie at this point. I, I think she's sitting there looking like, uh, I don't know what to say, uh, not dead, simply, simply blank. She's no longer with us, this destroyed woman. Anyway, uh, the young man in the movie, he he practiced. He started out practicing on uh, little Jewish girls, children. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> uh, feminine consciousness, feminine consciousness. Uh, how women see this? Uh, I don't know. I've been trying lately to uh, figure out how we might change our. Uh, our social constructs. Uh, maybe we need a woman's justice system. That's it. That's it. Uh, remember when Rose Bird became the the uh, the supreme? Is it supreme? She was the head judge on the 
the court here in California. And <laughs> things got so bad for her, she had to move her mother out of the house to live someplace else because she was being assaulted. A wonderful woman, um, a judge. They called them crones once upon a time. They were the women in charge. Uh, now crone just means an ugly old broad. Anyway, never mind all that. Uh, celebrate. This week I'm celebrating the Cuban Embassy. It opened yesterday, was it yesterday, 20 July or thereabouts. Uh, more than half a century. Wow. Uh, way more. I was in New York at the time. Fidel Castro was our dream date. And we were all celebrating the revolution. Uh, some of us called ourselves socialist feminists. And you see where that went. <laughs> anyway, the uh, male paradigm, the uh, submission dominance parrot paradigm uh, is still continuing. I don't know quite um, how far Cuba took things, although they have tried. There's been some efforts in Cuba, but you know that machismo uh I think that, you know, uh, this stuff is so old. Uh, the times when women were property, uh, way, way back 5,000 years ago, religious dogma, that kind of thing. Uh, it was kind of a, kind of a great turnaround. Uh, back in the 1950s, my teachers, at least the liberal types, they would say, oh, oh, yes, uh, this is the way of the species. It's natural, man's inhumanity to man, yes, <laughs> you know, uh, makes countless thousands mourn. And then the oldest, the oldest women, my uh, favorite teachers, Miriam Goldine, anybody remember her at Mills College? I mustn't get too, too specific here. Uh, she would smile and say, oh, girls, eat your ice cream while it's on your plate. That's my advice. A few, just a few of my feminist teachers would add sardonically that femicide is not a hygiene spray, meaning it is real. It is the way things are. They believed that women have been the targets of anger since day one. Uh, you know, it's in the Bible. Now, there is hope if you go back, way back, back to the primates, the evolution of uh, species. Chimpanzees are awful mean. Uh, that woman, let's see, Sullivan, Margaret, um, what was her first name? Sullivan, the woman who played Tarzan's wife, Jane, you remember? She always said that the chimpanzees were the most vicious creatures on earth. They had to be tied up. You know, when they made the movies. Anyway, uh, chimps even do tribal wars. But then we've got these bonobos, the cool, cool primates. Check out bonobo culture. And it is a culture. They're hippies. They've got a benign feminist culture. They use sex as sexual gratification, that is, to solve their problems, even to meet and greet. They have what we call a matrifocal culture. Uh, the females keep the peace, set the pace, 
spend endless hours grooming each other, uh, using genital stimulation uh, of all kinds, of all kinds, female on female is the basic uh, strategy. It's only very recently, a few decades ago, that bonobos have been discovered. Uh, this is because they were thought to be chimpanzees for a long, long time. It's a long story, but I would imagine that our scientists tend to find what they are looking for. Uh, remember that hilarious book, The Naked Ape? Uh, it's that, uh, <laughs> that book is a record of masculine perception of our cousins. Uh, of course they would be uh, just like us, you know. Sex and violence, uh, or sex associated with violence, that kind of thing. It is possible, I think, because there are bonobos, uh, let's pretend that we can evolve, that we can respond to new circumstances. Uh, uh, a few indications uh, give us hope, androgynous thinking and feeling. That's what's happening now gaining ground anyway, it's not either or. It's not either masculine or feminine principles. It's both and. We know that each human being has both. Virginia Woolf always said, we must struggle to be man-womanly and woman-manly. That's complicated stuff because young people seem to have enough trouble these days deciding which is their biological sex and which is might be their uh, uh, emotional or uh, <laughs> internal sex. Artists are the ones. They're the ones who always use both sides of their brains, you know, left brain and right brain. Now, today, we got all this, this new uh, science on the interaction of the two lobes of the brain. Uh, I couldn't help but remember that, well, uh, I don't think I need to tell that story. It's too sad. It's just too sad. Uh, uh, oh, oh. I just don't want to, I just don't want to give the impression that any of us, uh, that any of us don't want to make a new world, make new love laws. Uh, years and years ago, uh, the the first change, you know, I think we did have better love laws in antiquity, but 5,000 years, you know, uh, of patriarchy, left lobe dominance, uh, it's because, you know, well, there's a book I've been reading. It's terribly difficult. It's about our dependence on language and how that turned us into, uh, oh gosh, literal types, you know. Uh, there's a book called The Alphabet Versus the Goddess, Word Versus Image. It's driving me crazy. Uh, for most people, it's impossible to concede that language, particularly writing the record of the past, you know, uh, that this has some drawbacks. It's progress, but only progress of a kind, you know. Put everything down on a stone tablet, it becomes 
law. And you know who makes the laws. Uh, all this stuff that the guys put together over 5,000 years. Uh, the people of the book, the ancient Hebrew tribes, for me, that's the place where scholarship was born. Now, plenty of room to challenge that notion, but uh, I read last night, I don't know why I was looking for, I was looking for uh, President Obama's father's history, and I found a history book published way back in 1963 called African Heritage. Even in 1963, we knew the past is only prologue, as Shakespeare tells us. Uh, today, well, uh, some of this stuff that was true in 1963 is still true. I keep looking for facts. Then I looked and I checked out Kenya and Kenyatta and... Uh, I think I'll save it for another program because it goes all the way back to Mao Mao. And it's very, very complicated. Uh, Kenya in the 1960s is quite a story. Obama's uh, father was there. He was uh, a bureaucrat. Anyway, all I'm saying is that if you keep digging and going back further and further, you'll probably find much of the same stuff. Now, neither side of the brain, you know, is a solution. Either masculine or feminine, cerebral cortex. Uh, oh, what is the next stage in our evolution? Uh, I, I think too many people are still saying that the left brain is masculine. It's literacy. It's language. And the right side is a feminine side, you know. Uh, left is thinking, right is feeling. Now, that just doesn't work. I think that, <laughs> you know, yes, if language, if language is masculine, well, why don't these guys talk more? Uh, anyway, I do think that there's some justification for saying that art is usually wired to the right brain, intuitive, you know. First we feel and then we think. How about that? Uh, Anyway, um, I was looking at the cave paintings the other day and wondering if, if if women created those things. Anyway, uh, it just causes more and more confusion. I hope that I've confused you at least as much as I've confused myself. What matters, the only thing that I keep, yes, a keeper, is the information lately that... Females, that is, biological females, do seem to have more connections, connective tissues, synaptic wiring between the lobes of the brain. Lobes, lobes, you know, right brain, left brain. Now, think about that, uh, those synapses jumping across. You know, women seem to be able to connect the dots. Uh, they call that field vision, you know. They can see circles out of the corners of their eye. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, everywhere these days, I see that the remedy for women, uh, women's liberation, is said to be education. 
And I have pages here on the reasons why uh, small loans to poor women <laughs> isn't working because boys will be boys. And somehow or another, they got hold of the cash. Now, I have a whole passage here on uh, Masters of Sex about the uh, the sex TV show. I have to save that for next week. It's terrific. The latest show, they have a uh, Masters and Johnson get a visit from the Shah of Iran and his good wife. They've come to the fertility clinic. And I, I think you can imagine what happened then. <laughs> the Shah of Iran is on a TV soap opera called Masters and Johnson. Ah, check it out. This has been Jennifer Stone. I'll be back on the air next week at the same time. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Friday, July 24th at 7 o'clock p.m. You're invited to join us on Full Circle for a dose of your favorite cultural affairs magazine. On Full Circle, we're talking medicine, both Western and alternative, both prescribed and self-help. The show will take a closer look at the practice of medicine as a whole and how Western medicine and alternative methods may actually work together and perhaps complement each other in the healing process. We're excited to bring real stories about the benefits of medical marijuana, acupuncture, and colonics. Also, we'll not only be talking about the soothing and healthy benefits of music, but we'll fill a much-needed prescription. So stop on by Friday, July 24th. Full Circle is produced by the First Voice Media Apprentices and airs live at 7 o'clock p.m. every Friday night on 94.1 FM and online at kpfa.org.